You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of the Writing to Inspire podcast with your host, the legendary, the greatest to ever do it, of course, Jamal Kadura. I'm kidding about those self-proclaimed titles, by the way. Um, but welcome to all of you, and thank you for being long-time listeners. And I know I've said this so many times, but as always, I apologize for the hiatus. And I promise, going forward, I am going to be making episodes so much more frequently. And I've made it a focal point. I want to at least record weekly. So don't hold me to it. Maybe even sometimes more. I love what I do on here, and I definitely want to maximize this and really bring you guys some awesome, enlivening, and eye-opening content. That's my goal. Now, I know the new year is upon us. I know so many people have probably set goals, and they're looking to achieve them. They're looking to grow, flourish, and prosper in this upcoming year, God willing. And of course, I begin in the name of God, the most beneficent and the most merciful. And I hope that he guides all of us and showers us in his blessings and peace. Amen. So I do life coaching. For those of you who do not know that, I offer one-on-one -on -one life coaching sessions to clients who are looking to heal, move on, grow, and transform their lives. Of course, with the goal to find the marriage and love that they're desiring. And a very common topic has been what-ifs, right? Jamal, what if I would have said this? Jamal, what if I wouldn't have done that? What if I would have just given some more effort in this regard? What if I would have bit my tongue because I knew if I expressed my deepest thoughts... I'd push he or she away. And you should always be able to express yourself. It's a side note. But I hear this a lot. People often entertain the what-ifs to their own psychological peril. They will ruminate over these possibilities all hours of the night and feel consumed and crippled to the point where it is hard to function daily and to prioritize themselves and their needs. And I understand. I know how difficult it is to feel like you're to blame. I'm someone who's suffered with a lot of guilt in my life. I have a great guilt complex. I'm not even talking about romantically. I mean, if something goes wrong in my family or with close friends or with anyone, I feel irresponsible. So I can understand what a crushing feeling it is. And just how easy it is to despair, to feel lost, and to constantly reflect on why I said something. Why I had an emotional outburst. Why I couldn't simply lock my lips shut bury my emotions, and live to fight another day. 
Many of my clients feel the same ways. They're enduring the same circumstances. They kick themselves over something ending. They blame themselves over someone departing. Because suddenly, when it involves another individual, we all rationally know that it's 50-50. But again, suddenly we're in the thick of the storm. When we're in turmoil, it becomes so easy and so simple to highlight our flaws. To highlight our shortcomings. And conveniently, you'll neglect everything else that someone did. All the hurtful words they lobbed at you. The times they failed to show up for you. And some of the actions they took that prompted your emotional response. Now, this is not to shift the blame. Of course, we should always be responsible for our emotions. And the ways in which we manage them. But people can say and do things that have an influence. Yet again, conveniently, when you're struggling and despairing over a loss, you can sweep all of their actions under the rug as you scrutinize your own. Magically, all of the things they've done and said that broke your heart constantly and borderline ripped your soul out are forgotten. Temporarily suspended. Left to hang on the cliff between reality and oblivion. It's that simple, huh? It's that easy to carry on and bear the burdens of blame ourselves, right? But I want to break you out of that mold. Just like I advocate for my clients to dispel such notions. It's okay to have messed up. And I really want you to internalize that. It's okay to have messed up. You're human. You're imperfect, flawed, and mistake-ridden. And that's fine. That's a part of this journey. God didn't create any of us to be perfect. We are sinners. We are flawed creatures. And that's why God is the most merciful. It's definitely emphasized within the Islamic tradition. Side note. So why do we have a hard time? Or why do you, the listener, I'm talking to you right now, wherever you are, Maybe by the time my voice reaches you, you're driving on a rainy road with tears streaming down your face. Or maybe you're laying in bed with your head spinning. Or maybe you're on your lunch break right now, toiling after a long day, looking for some form of solace. And I pray that God wields me as an instrument to grant you that peace and serenity. I pray that my voice is able to liberate you. Why do you, the listener, feel the need to be perfect? And why do you feel the need to entertain all of these what-ifs? And in the spirit of a new year, where everyone lobbies for self-improvement, 
and pledges to let go of the past. Why start out your year with these nagging, pestering, pointless what-ifs? And again, that might sound harsh to some people. Might sound rather callous or cruel of me. But think about it for a moment. The past is done. And you can't change what you did or said. Nor can you change or control what someone else did or said. It's not going to alter your reality if you sit and worry and contemplate and ruminate over these topics. Right now you're here. It's time to be present with yourself. You said what you said. You did what you did. You made whatever mistake it is that you made. And that's okay. You're human. You're bound to make them. And mistakes are often the best teachers in life. So make peace with that. While understanding and reminding yourself that what-ifs are pointless. They exist in a realm that you're not in. You can't change the past, but you can focus on the present. It's so counterproductive to focus on the what-ifs because it deprives you of your focus and it distracts you from growing. What's more productive? Think about this. Constantly wondering about what you could have said or done and how it would have played out or accepting what it is refocusing and redefining yourself and your life through the lessons that you've learned and applied. And the best part is, had you not said or did whatever it is that you said or did, you can't even guarantee that your marriage would have stayed together. Because those underlying problems would have still been prevalent. But you're blaming yourself most of the time, and I know this is very applicable to many of you, and it's definitely very prevalent with my clients, you're blaming yourself for simply expressing your feelings. You have the right to express your feelings to a friend, to a spouse, to a, to a co-worker or your boss or whoever it is. You have a right to vocalize displeasure or frustrations. But you feel the need to suppress your feelings. To stifle your words and self-sacrifice so that people will stick around. So that you won't have to deal with the pain of abandonment. But ironically, and this is what's often lost in translation, you're abandoning yourself. While other people are walking towards new paths, you feel like you're left behind in the dust. Your words fading out into the shadows. And your heart constantly breaking over all of those unsaid words. Think about that. And why not think about a positive what if? What if you would have bit your tongue... Or repress your emotions. 
and never had a chance to fix your marriage because your spouse didn't know how you felt. Or never had a chance to get promoted at work because your boss didn't know that this is what your goal was. Nine times out of ten, you're only regretting something because of a painful outcome. I'm not talking about moral-wise. I'm talking about within your marriage. Maybe you regret that your husband or wife got mad at you when you expressed displeasure with them over something they said or they did. Suddenly, because they're angry, you say, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? But no. You deserve to have said that. And you deserve the opportunity to honor your emotions and to lend credence to your voice. But ruminating over it and creating all of these falsified scenarios is only going to keep you attached to the past and prevent your future growth. Let it go. Let go of the pointless pestering what-ifs. In the grand scheme of things, they're so trivial. And they detract from reality. Because instead of focusing on what is, and learning those lessons, and realizing that you deserve to honor your emotions and your feelings, and you deserve, you deserve to express them, you're just mentally existing. You're mentally roaming this contrived reality that you're not a part of. You're focusing on a situation that's not present. That's not real. And you're kicking yourself when your focus should be on growing. I deal with that a lot with uh, some of my best clients. And I understand. It's very, very difficult to acknowledge a shortcoming or a mistake. But how many times have people wronged you and you were able to forgive and let it go? Or maybe you weren't. But that's just a part of life. But it makes no sense to waste your God-given precious time on something you can't change and on something that you can't even guarantee would have went differently had you acted differently. But you can focus on the future. And you can learn from these mistakes. Not saying that, you know, all what-ifs were accompanied by mistakes. No, but if you did mess up, you can learn from it. And if somebody simply ended a marriage or departed from you because of your emotionality, well, why even entertain a what-if? What you should do is entertain a what-is. And you know what that means? Being grateful that your emotionality and your honesty, your valid expressions cleared the way, and got rid of those who aren't meant for you. That's a way to see it. Because those who are truly meant for you will honor you and appreciate your thoughts and your feelings. And they will value you. And you won't feel the need to be someone or something you're not. But you'll find yourself replicating these situations when you're constantly mourning over the past and bemoaning what-ifs. The past is done. 
your regrets, your ruminations, and your tears won't change it. And I don't say that to be cold, guys. I say it very lovingly and compassionately so that you stop wasting your time and you realize that what-ifs are pointless. They're an exercise in futility. And you're better off letting them go and entertaining positive what-ifs. What if now that someone who ended that marriage with you actually cleared space for you to marry someone who will truly honor you and meet your needs emotionally? What if now you can really transform yourself? What if now you can pave the way for something so much better? That's why it's time to step out of the old and embrace the new. And it's time to realize that in many cases, things end just because they end. Your spouse walked away in many cases just because they walked away. Maybe they had their own internal issues. But you expressing yourself or you advocating for yourself isn't the main reason. And if it was, well then they're not meant for you. The new year is upon you. And you know what else is? The opportunities to make new choices. So what will you do? Are you going to continually wallow in the what-ifs and prolong your suffering? Or are you going to realize that you can create a new path by God's will and with His grace? I will advocate for all of you to let go the same way I do with my life coaching clients. We do a lot of exercises to practice acceptance and letting go. And to worry less about the what-ifs and to completely render them non-existent. So those are my thoughts for this new year. And again, I thank you all for listening and tuning in. And God willing, I'll be producing so many more episodes. I look so forward to it. And for those of you who are interested, again, I do offer one-on-one life coaching sessions. You can DM me on Instagram at writing to inspire. It's all one word, writing, T-O, to inspire. Or you can DM me, or I'm sorry, or you can email me at writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. Again, that's writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. Feel free to reach out. I do have a few more slots open for new coaching clients, and I would love to work with you. As always, I pray that the peace, blessings, and guidance from God Almighty are upon us all. I pray that all of you have a great year, and I just pray for all of our success, God willing. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, I am Jamal with the Writing to Inspire podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you here and to know that hopefully you're benefiting from this by God's will. Thank you all, and I wish you the best. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.